Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate the Lord. If you will, take your Bibles and go with us to the book of John. John's Gospel, chapter number six. And we'll give you what the Lord's put on our heart. Hope it'll be a help and a blessing. And uh, want to really thank the Lord for its goodness. John's Gospel, chapter number six. Begin reading in verse number one. If you're there, say amen. amen. All right, the Bible says, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up unto a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. The Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves, two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was five thousand. Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. We'll end our reading there and ask the Lord to help us for a few moments this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, thanking you, Lord, for another opportunity that we have Lord, to come together. Lord, we thank you for the Sunday school hour. Lord, thank you for the teaching of the word of God. Lord, what a blessing to be able, Lord, to sit and hear the word of God. Taught not man's opinion, not some philosophy of man's come up with, but Lord, what a blessing to be able to hear the truth of the word of God. Lord, I pray that you would help us now, Lord, for a few moments as we stand to preach the word of God. Lord, we want to give you all the honor and all the glory that will take place. Lord, we realize that we're nothing. So if anything is said, it's going to be because of you. We'll be sure to give you all the honor and all the glory, for it's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, the text in which we've read this morning is the feeding of the 5,000. We find a very familiar story here in the Word of God. Matter of fact, this uh, account here takes place in all four Gospels. This is a miracle that you find from Matthew, 
Mark, Luke, and John, all four of them talk about it in each of their books. But what's amazing about this uh, text here and this account here in the Word of God, uh, it's how that we serve a God bigger than our excuses. Uh, I don't care what excuse you bring to the Lord. I'm glad that we serve a God that is bigger than that. Here we find in the word of God these uh, men that were sitting here, his disciples, they they began to make excuses of why they could not do uh, and do this job that was asked them to do. And I'm glad this morning, just like them, I'm glad that God puts this in the word of God so that I don't feel that these are men of elite or these are super men, but I'm glad that he put them in there and he puts these accounts in here to let, let us know that, hey, we're just like them and they're just like us. And I'm glad that the same God that's bigger than they excuses. I'm glad this morning that he's bigger than my excuse or your excuse this morning. I got to thinking about how he's bigger than our excuses. Any excuse you bring to the Lord, God can take care of that excuse. And just kind of giving these thoughts along these lines, I got to thinking about in verse number nine, here in the word of God, we find the Bible says, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Here we find that the disciples here are saying, hey, what we've got is not enough for the crowd. The the group of people here is just too many for us to be able to take what we've got and feed them. And I want to say what I've got, the crowd's too big. (laughs) And what you've got, the crowd's too big. The world is too big. And y'all agree with me. Hey, there ain't no way within myself that I can help everybody in the world. And you would have to say amen to that too. But if you and I would realize, hey, if we'll take that excuse and our uh, what we've got just a little bit and we'll give it to the Lord, it's amazing how he can take that excuse and he can touch people that you and I will never be able to touch. It's amazing how that there's folk, and I know this church helps some people, and I understand you've got to, follow the Lord on missionaries and what you do with your finances and I understand that and I'm not making light of that but hey, it's amazing how God can put his hand on something and go places that you and I bodily will never be able to go. Uh, Brother James Ray amazes me. I know he's been here to this church and I know that uh, it's amazing at what he does and how that when we get to heaven, you know, we may say, man, this is just, 
That this is just as unreal that, that God allowed us to have a little part in that. There are people that are probably gonna walk up to you and I in that day when we get on the glory side and they're gonna say, thank you for giving your little bit to God and how God took that little bit and he was able to come to North Korea and touch my life. God is bigger than our excuses. When it comes to our little bit in the act and in the fact of there's so many. And then I got to thinking about this. Not only was the crowd too large, but I got to thinking about here in verse 10. Now it's amazing here in verse number 10 and I want you to look at this with me but we're gonna go to another place in Mark's gospel here in just a second but I want you to see at this difference here. The Bible says and Jesus said make the men sit down. Now that So the men sat down in number about two about 5,000. Now, did y'all understand what I just read? Amen. Say amen. amen. All right, now I want you to see the difference. Go to Mark's gospel, chapter number six. And I want you to see this with me this morning. We're talking about God being bigger than our excuses. Mark's gospel, chapter number six and verse 35. Now y'all, y'all look at this with me and we remember what we just read here in John six, verse 10, where the Bible says, now there was much grass in the place. But in Mark, 10, or Mark five, Mark six, 35. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Not only would I say that the Lord is bigger than your excuses when it comes to the crowd being too large, but when it comes to the place you're at being lifeless. You think about this. I want to ask you this morning, whose eyes are you looking through? Amen. We find that the Lord Jesus said that there was much grass in the place. But from the disciples' viewpoint, they said this is a desert place. Now in the desert, there's no grass. And yet, the Lord said there's much grass. You know, the way you and I look at things will tell a lot. It's amazing how so often I'll come up to a situation and my viewpoint on the situation from a human perspective, looking at that situation, I say there's no hope. 
I say this thing is just, there's no hope there. But from God's viewpoint, he sees life. He sees that there's hope. He sees that there's a possibility whenever it seems impossible through your eyes and my eyes. I'm glad we've got a God that sees that it's possible. And so your excuse and my excuse, hey, they may be legit from a human perspective, but I'm telling you, from God's perspective, your excuse and my excuse is nothing but a little thing with God. I got to thinking about the place being lifeless, the territory being lifeless, and in the perspective in which was seen through the disciples' eyes, and the Lord's eyes. And by no means am I trying to rebuke or anything of that nature, but I want to throw this out just in case you're thinking this. Some people would think that what happened last week was nothing but lifeless. They would think that there was no reason why what happened last week should have happened. But I want to say in the eyes in which you're looking through, probably so. Probably from a human perspective, we look at that and they say, there's no way anything got accomplished in going up and spending five days up on a mountain somewhere and everybody was wore out and all these kids running around. And from our perspective, we look at that and we say, why do we do this year after year after year? But from God's viewpoint, it's a completely different thing. And I'm glad that this church has a vision and I'm commending you this morning for having a vision to want to get your kids to a place where they can be around the moving of God in that atmosphere. Did you know, as far as I know, really, nobody really, uh, we had, uh, there was no, I don't even know if there's phone service really up there. But, but it's amazing how there was no technology. There was no, people weren't walking around with their cell phone all day. People were communicating one with another by mouth instead of texting. And it's amazing that eye contact that you have with them children and you be able to let them know, hey, I want you to know that I care for you. I want you to know that, hey, I'm praying for you. And that contact that you have with them other kids up there at camp to the world, they say that's, that's foolish. But what a blessing to you and I that we know that even though man gives excuses as to why we can't, I'm glad God takes care of all them excuses and allows that to happen so it changes our kids. And we find that God was bigger than their excuses. And I'm glad he's bigger than mine. There's no excuse that I can give to the Lord. You know Moses gave an excuse. He said, I can't talk right. And God took care of that excuse. I don't know what may be your excuse. Yours may be different than mine. But I'm telling you this morning, whatever it is, God, he can take care of that excuse. I know people that I've met in just my little short life and how they do what they do blows my mind. Last year, the Lord worked it out and I was in Montana. Uh, The 
first part of September. Matter of fact, I'm headed back that way. I'll be there the first part of September again this year. And last year, I was able to meet a man by the name of Brother Eric Clark. Brother Eric Clark is from South Africa. And he came to America and he married, has children. And I don't know how long ago it was now that this happened to him. But Brother Eric Clark, through a situation of issues in his life, he lost his eyesight. And he's blind. And he pastors blind. Pastors, well, he actually started the church, Brother Craig. Started a church. It's been going for two years now. Started a church and he's blind. He went blind. I want to say it's been about 18 years ago if I'm thinking right and I'm looking at Miss Rachel to make sure. I think it's about 18 years ago that he went blind. And through some events in life, he lost his eyesight. And he was already old enough as far as being a, an adult that he could not learn Braille because his fingers were too big to be able to read Braille, to learn how to read Braille. So, Brother Eric Clark, whenever he preaches, he'll get up in the pulpit and open, and he don't even have a Bible, as far as carrying a Bible, but he'll ask you to turn to a text, and he'll have the congregation read the text to him, and then he'll preach. And I look at him, and in my mind, I'm thinking, this man has all the excuse in the world not to do what he's doing. He could stand and say all the excuses he wanted. And matter of fact, from my perspective, I would agree with him. But I'm glad God put his hand on Brother Eric. And when man makes excuses, I'm glad that Brother Eric sees that God made the impossible possible. And he pastored in a church in Sandpoint, Idaho. I'm telling you that God is bigger than your excuse. Maybe you may have problems like myself and when it comes to schooling. Y'all think that I, I can read like a great fella. <laughs> y'all really think I've got y'all fooled at y'all thinking me to be smart. See, to be honest with you, this ain't what I, as far as Caleb Lindsay, looking at this, this ain't right because I have excuses. But God is bigger than my excuses. And God is bigger than yours. And whatever God's asking you to do, you may be throwing excuses at him, but I don't care what you're throwing at him, our God's bigger than that. So we find that the crowd was too large. We find the place was lifeless. And then we find here in the word of God in verse number seven, it's amazing here, the Bible says, Philip answered him, 200 pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Not only would I say the crowd was too large, the place was lifeless, but it's amazing the money was limited. What they had wasn't enough from a human perspective. But I'm glad that God can take your little bit. He can put his hand on it and it can go a long way. I'm glad that we've got a God, hey, that when you need something from him, I'm glad that he can touch it and make it be what it needs to 
when you and I have excuses of the why it can't happen. Now we're not really, we are still living in this day, but I know the older folk in the building will really understand what I'm saying. It's amazing how that living life back years ago and things that you saw your mom and dad go through and how that they prayed and talked to God and how God supplied that need. And now we're living in a day whenever you try to explain that to young people and you try to explain to them that God, he can take something that may not seem to work in man's environment and how he can make it work. And I'm telling you, God can take your little bit and have it do things that from man's perspective looks impossible. I often think about the widow's might. Now, from a human perspective, looking at that, she gave the least that day. Would you not agree? She gave the least amount. But from the Lord's perspective, she gave more than anybody else. Because she gave all that she had. And I want to say this morning, even whenever we're not even talking about money, when we're talking about our time, when we're talking about our talents that the Lord's given us, and maybe maybe uh, whatever it may be that God's given you, and, and it may seem a little to you, but if you'll give what God's given you to the Lord, it's amazing how the Lord can take that and do things with it that within our own power you and I could not do. Why God lets me do what I do blows my mind. I'll call Brother Craig or other men and he was talking about earlier a minute ago about I was in South Carolina, Brother Dale Duckett, Started on Sunday night, went through Wednesday night. Our biggest crowd was on Monday. We had 10 people. The rest of the time, there was five of us, four of them and me. And I had the greatest time preaching and singing. Matter of fact, that has been a little while, but I got to lead my own singing at the revival because Brother Dale played the piano. And he asked me, Brother Caleb, would you lead the singing? I said, I would be glad to. We got to lead the singing, sang some specials and preached. And I want to tell you, to the world, that looks like nothing. What can them people do? Oh, my friend, with God, they can do the impossible. And I want to say with here at Pleasant Hill, hey, to the world, it may look like this place ain't doing nothing for God. It may look from their viewpoint, why in the world are they even coming together? But oh, from God's viewpoint, I'm glad that this church is doing the impossible for God. And I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because you are affecting people that you'll probably and probably myself will never get to meet till we get to the other side. But we're touching people. And what a blessing. And then, not only would I say the money was limited, but the meal was very little. Five loaves and two fish. And God took that 
and fed the multitude. God is bigger than your excuse. I don't know what your excuse is. See, yours probably is different than mine. But whatever it is, I'm glad we've got a God that can take your little bit and do things with it that 20 years down the road you'll look back and say, how in the world did God do that? And you'll have to raise your hands and give him glory because you know within yourself that you had no part in even having the ability to do that. That's why I love at camp, it was amazing to me. Me and Brother Craig, we would talk and, and talk about the different ones that testified. And I mean, some of them kids ain't never stood up before in their life and said nothing to three or four people, much rather a congregation of people. And God took that little bit and they don't know it. They think, man, I blundered, I flopped. But they don't know who they touched in that crowd. They, 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 and they probably within themselves, they were sitting there making excuses of why they couldn't do that. But when God gave them that boldness and, and they just got them to that place where, hey, I gotta say something or I'm a bust. They don't know. And probably the devil even probably jumped up on their shoulder and said, why'd you do that? Why did you make a fool of yourself? You was crying, weeping, and you couldn't get your words out right. But see, they don't realize what God took, that little, and who they touched. Not that they get glory, but that he get glory. I, I got to thinking about the kids that got up and sang. And, and I mean, it was amazing. Just the courage to get up and sing and how they think why in the world am I up here and who they were able to touch and we're talking about camp because we just come out of camp but I want to say in this church things that you do that the devil will jump up and he does it it's amazing the devil's favorite place sits on my shoulder really <laughs> It's amazing. I don't know if he sits on yours, but he sits on mine all the time. Whispers in my ear and tells me all the stuff I'm doing, how terrible it is, and how I'm just making a fool of myself. But oh, just to be able to give that little bit to the Lord and let the Lord take that and touch people. I want to encourage you this morning to bring your excuses to God and give them to the Lord. And say, Lord, whatever it is you ask me to do, I'll be willing to do. From the youngest young person in the building to the oldest adult. Some of these older folk probably in their mind, the devil's telling them, you're through, you're done. But they don't understand how valuable they are to the work of God. They may not be able to maneuver and move like a young person because they're feeble and they're, they're, they're wore out because of just life. But it's amazing what the prayers of these older folk in this building. Even when the devil tells you you're wasting your time, you just you, you might as well just give up. Probably don't know the times that your prayers has touched this man of God or touched some of these young people in this building because God using you. 
I don't know what it is, but God, I want to say that we serve a God that's bigger than our excuses. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. As Brother John comes to get on the piano, and Brother Craig comes, Lord, to take this invitation, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for helping us, Lord, these few moments as we preached. Lord, we Lord, that it wasn't of us, it was because of body. But Lord, you're everything. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would take these thoughts, Lord, that you give us out of the word of God. And Lord, help us to realize this morning that you're bigger than our excuses. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help this church, Lord, to keep serving and keep following after you. I pray for Brother Craig and his family, Lord, that you'd put your hand on them. Lord, we know, no doubt, that the devil comes against them and this church all the time. But Lord, I pray that you would help us to realize greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Be now with this invitation, in your name we pray. Amen. If you need to come to this altar, you mind the Lord.